Losing weight to gain control. Today's topic: Which food lifestyle should I eat? Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Coach Gwen with another episode for you today. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give you a few reminders. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics, you can email me and let me know. The email address that you can get a hold of me at is Gwen. That's G W E N at thegwenalexander.com, and also while you're at my website, which is thegwenalexander.com, you can sign up to get my 14-day Get Started Guide delivered right to your inbox. One of the biggest challenges it seems that I faced and others are telling me uh, are, are where do I start or how do I start again because sometimes we try more than once. And to get it, when you go to the website, there's a click here button and you fill in the information asked for, which is your first name and your email address, and it'll be delivered to your inbox. You can print it out, you can read it from your mobile device or your computer. And I've also recently gotten into Pinterest and I've started making some of my boards of recipes that I have tried or that of course I plan to try. It's still in the building phase uh, somewhat, but I would love to have you come along for the ride. You should be able to find me by searching for Gwen Alexander when you go on Pinterest. Now, not all of my boards or food boards are health-based. I do other things in my life, um, too, which is what I always advocate or tell you you should do. Weight loss isn't just about losing weight. It's about also creating a life while taking control of your health. What food lifestyle should you choose? I thought about calling today's episode, What Diet Should You Eat? And you know I don't like the word diet because of the way we usually use it. When I hear the word diet, I see a big stop sign and the word no. What I want to give you today is something that actually helped me. There's so many different plans out there. And I'm going to just touch on a few of them today. And I'll give you only the basics because there's lots of detail about these, but I just want to give you an overview because you've probably heard some of these terms, but maybe thought, what do they mean and what does that mean I can eat? Now, the, the light, the food choices or food plans that I'll uh, make reference to are, I'll talk about the paleo diet, uh, low carb plans, and talk about what's the difference between a vegan and vegetarian. Is there a difference? And also what I call a maximum calorie plan. Now, when I use the word diet from now or throughout the episode, I'll be making reference to a food plan, not restrictive eating. You may have heard about what's called the paleo diet, or sometimes it's called the caveman diet. Here is the official sounding definition from what I found on the internet. And it said, quote, it's a diet based on the type of foods presumed to have been eaten, eaten, by early humans, consisting chiefly of meat, fish, vegetables, and fruit, and excluding dairy or grain products and processed food, end quote. 
Now, I've read some of the health benefits if you do follow a paleo-type plan, or it may help if you have inflammatory issues. Uh, if you if you have trouble with iron, you know, having a low iron, that could help you with that. It could also maybe help you with losing weight. Now, why, if you follow this plan, you're also cutting out processed foods. Uh, dairy products might be excluded too. So that means no milk, no cheeses, no coffee, no types of sugar. And I probably lost some of you at the word coffee. And the basis of the paleo plan is you eat what type of foods that people would have eaten in the paleolithic period of history. Pretty much that's what foods they would have had available to them at that time. Now, does that mean they were healthier than we are right now? I read some articles that say there are no definite studies saying if eating this way is any better than any other type of plan. One website I found called Paleo Leap broke it down with pictures and short descriptions. So I'm just going to give you a few items of what they said a paleo plan would have or look like. Number one, a paleo diet should be high in fat, moderate in animal protein, and low to moderate in carbohydrates. Calorie counting is usually not done or encouraged is what they said. Neither is portion control. Another tip that they had was eat generous amounts of saturated fats like coconut oil and butter, um, beef tallow, lard, duck fat. I don't usually eat that, but they said that that's also good. And it also um, said beef or lamb is a better choice than lamb or duck fat. So that's something that you could think about, you know, if you want to eat those types of food. It also said that olive, avocado, and macadamia, macadamia, I hope I'm saying it right, oil, are also good fats to use in salads and to drizzle over food, but it said those weren't good for cooking. And I think they make an olive oil that's actually used for cooking mostly. Um, I don't use olive oil very much, but that's something I'm actually looking into, starting to study. Another tip or thing that they said about the paleo diet uh, was that You cut out all vegetable, hydrogenated, and partially hydrogenated oils, including, but not limited to, margarine, soybean oil, corn oil, peanut oil, canola oil, and sunflower oil. Try saying that all 10 times faster than that. Now, these are just the few things that they suggested from this website, but I want to move on to the next plan which is the, I'm going to talk about is if you want to follow a low carbohydrate plan. And there's many of them out there. You don't have to follow one with a certain name attached to it to uh, actually have um, or eat a low carbohydrate type food plan. A low carb plan is when you limit carbohydrates like those found in grains, starchy vegetables, and fruit. Yes, fruit is a carbohydrate. It's a simple, what's called a simple carbohydrate, but it's a, it's a good one. Most of the food you eat are in this type of plan are high in protein and fat. Then there are the carbs that are processed like cookies, cakes, soda, and sugar. And those are considered actually simple carbohydrates also. Now carb, what a carbohydrate is, it's a source of energy for your body. It's, it's the fuel for your car. And carbohydrates are made of starches, sugar, and fiber. Some foods have more fiber than others. Some food have more starches than others. When you eat a carb, 
your body breaks it down and turns it into glucose, which is sugar. Now, like I mentioned just a little while ago, there's complex carbohydrates and there's simple carbohydrates. The complex carbs are your star- are known as starches, and these type of carbohydrates usually take a little bit longer for your body to digest. That's why I used to wonder why people told me eat those types because your your body will digest it slower and make you feel full longer. Simple carbohydrates are digested quicker into your body. That's why when you have something like a candy bar or a cookie, you get that you know sugar spike or the that surge of energy. But then all of a sudden, when it wears off, you need a nap. Or you, you feel almost worse than you did before. I've been there. I remember one time when I did overdo it on something that had a lot of sugar in it. And I got sick. And I, I got so sick, I had to sit down and wait for my body to do its thing, so to speak, to get back in balance. <laughs> and this was 15 years ago when that happened. And I still remember that to this day. In past episodes, I listed what types of foods are considered a complex carb and what's a simple carb. I remember hearing people talk about low-carb diets, and the big thing that a lot of them were excited about was, hey, I can eat lots of meat, I can eat lots of eggs and cheeses and things like that. But that really didn't interest me. Even if you like desserts and want to follow a low-carb plan, you can do that. There's there's sugar substitutes that you can buy to help with your carbohydrate uh, numbers. There's uh, low-carbohydrate type breads and wraps that you can buy. I've even used the low-carb wraps to make tortillas or, or breakfast tortillas. And it was pretty good. Now, these items might be a little more expensive based on where you buy them. I'm think, I, the price has actually come down a lot from years ago when... A lot of these products were just new on the market. Now, there are a few things that may be a negative when you follow a low-carb plan, which I learned for a period when I did kind of do the low-carb plan uh, that I, I had tried a few few years ago. And some of those uh, negatives might be you might experience dizziness, bad breath, fatigue, you'll be t- feel tired, or even constipation. And especially if you just go cold turkey where you just start limiting your carbs, you might have some of those come on suddenly. But I've heard some say that those types of symptoms usually go away once your body gets used to it. So that's something that you may want to think about if you are going to try that type of food plan. What's a vegan? What's a vegetarian? I've heard these two terms usually used interchangeably, like they're the same, and I used to think it was the same thing until one day I actually looked it up. The simple definition of a vegan is it's someone who does not eat animal products, including dairy. It can also get into other aspects of of their life and um, how, how they live, but for this podcast, I'm just concentrating on what mainly what they eat. Now, some of the foods that uh, someone following a vegan food plan uh, might eat are foods that are high in protein, like soybeans, uh, soy-based meat substitutes, soy milk, tofu, black beans, chickpeas, uh, lentils, almonds, peanut butter, other nuts, and maybe whole grain products. Someone that's a vegetarian is a person who does not necessarily usually eat meat and sometimes other animal products. Remember, like I said, this episode is, I'm just giving you the basics because there's a whole lot more to the vegetarian type uh, lifestyle or food plan depending on what you decide you want to do. 
because some do abstain from animal products, some don't. It's it, from what I was reading. It's kind of whatever their whatever their preference is. So that's the basics between you know the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian. And the next one I want to touch on a little bit is I call it the maximum calorie plan. I don't know if that's something that exists, but all it is is what's the maximum number of calories that you can eat for your body type. We're always trying to concentrate on what's the minimum. And one thing I started trying to do was what's my maximum amount of calories because that's what I usually follow pretty much. I've talked about BMR in past episodes. What's your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. And that's the minimum number of calories that your body needs to just survive. But you also need calories for your body to burn to fuel your body. There comes a point where if you eat too many calories, yeah, your body doesn't want to burn them off or it can't. And I think over the years we've been told so long to eat as little as possible to lose weight. We don't think about how we may not be eating enough, especially if you're very active. Does that mean you could eat fast food, um, the potato chips, and and still lose weight? Yes, I've done it. I've read articles about other people who did it because pretty much all they were doing was watching the amount of calories that they were eating. And I, like I said, I did that too. But one thing I learned along my journey this time to losing weight and getting to maintenance is that the food you eat affects how you feel. I've learned to like the way I feel after eating some fruit or a good meal where I've had maybe not a lot of fried foods in it or a lot of simple carbohydrates. I have learned to like that feeling than the feeling that if I eat candy bars or potato chips or a food that's very high in in carbohydrates or heavy with a lot of bread, you know, especially if it's a fast food type thing or hamburgers, I hate it that I'm ready to go to sleep feeling after eating some of that stuff. So how do you know how many calories your body needs? There's there's what's called basal metabolic calculators on the internet or BMR calculators where you can get at least get an estimate of what might be right for you. And I know there's plans out there where you can get a 1200 calorie plan or a 1500 calorie or 2000 calorie. I don't know why these are the the magic numbers that everyone seems to kind of pull out because I'll hear I'm following the 1200 calorie plan. Well, you know, I can tell you for me, even when I was at my smallest years ago, when I lost a bunch of weight, 1200 calories was not enough for me. And even I learned that 1500 calories was not enough for me, for my height and my activity level and my weight and what I wanted to lose. I actually wasn't eating enough. I did at one point, well, five years ago when I started this, yes, I was still eating my candy bars and and fast food and things like that, but I was watching my calories. So I did lose some weight. Then I started to transition to wanting quality calories. That's the most food I could get for the calories I was allowed. What's funny about what I learned, when I started eating the complex carbohydrate type foods and making my desserts from scratch, I was satisfied with what to me looked like less food than what I used to eat when I ate a lot more processed food. I know some of you may be following the Weight Watchers point system. You, you adjust your food intake and plan according to the number of points you are allowed in a day. And if you are counting calories or points, try to make food choices that will help you feel good also. And it helps you like, and it helps if you like the way the food tastes, 
You need to enjoy what you're eating. I'm not advocating any one of these plans are better than another one. Today, I just wanted to give you some basic information on some of these types of plans that are out there. And there are plenty more, let me tell you. But no matter what type of food lifestyle you choose, don't do it just because you think it will help you lose a lot of weight fast. It needs to be a lifestyle that can change with your life. It needs to grow with you because life does change. And you could actually take a little from each plan to find out what you like about it and kind of make your own plan. That's why I like to study different food plans. It adds variety to my life. Here are four takeaways from today's episode. Number one, these plans, any of these plans, make you conscious of the amount of food that you eat. Number two, they make you pay attention to the type and quality of food you eat. Number three, they make you start thinking about how the food you eat will affect you. And number four, this one may seem strange, but this this was a side effect I had. But they make you start thinking about what it is that you want from your life. I hope today's episode was a help to you to help you figure out what's the best food lifestyle. Until next time, Coach Gwen says, don't just live to eat. Eat to live and go out and accomplish great things. Have an awesome week. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.